Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Summer Camp Islands, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ender. Hello. Steve Zeck. Yo, I'm not dead. And Alex Bonilla. <laughs> Hello. Yes, and Summer Camp Island is not dead. It is finally back uh, for us <laughs> yeah. to talk about here. Uh, 11 months after the season one ended on Cartoon Network, back at a new home at HBO Max, the 20, first 20 slash only 20, I'm unsure, episodes of season two dropped. Also, I think before we thought the previous 20 episodes were season two, but this is the real season two now, is yes. uh, episodes, what, like 41 to 60, probably. Yeah. Yeah. It seems... HBO Max is recognizing the real season where Cartoon Network was just doing whatever they wanted to do, like always. Yeah, well, I mean, I have questions on whether there are more episodes this season or whether this is the full thing. I'm not sure if we have answers. Seasons are an illusion. Also, with this show, it doesn't matter much. So, uh, But we're happy Summer Camp Island is back. It is on HBO Max. Go binge the 20 episodes that are up now for season two, which, again, is episodes 41 to 60 from Meeting of the Minds to Glowworm. And mm-hmm. we'll be talking everything about these episodes and Summer Camp Island. Uh, we've talked about the previous batches of episodes as they've dropped, long, uh, dropped a long time ago, but uh, they are still there at OverlyAnimated.com. Search for Summer Camp Island podcast. You'll probably find us um, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And um, yes, we'll be getting into full spoilers right away for Summer Camp Island Season 2. For, so make sure you have seen... All of these season two episodes, uh, if you've not watched Summer Camp before and you're wondering whether to watch, um, I think we all like it. It's a fun, light show. So if that sounds good to you, I think check it out on HBO Max. All the episodes are up there. Then come back after you've seen all of the latest batch of episodes. I mean, I guess like very briefly, uh, this show moved to HBO Max. It's kind of the first Cartoon Network show to do so. Um Maybe I don't. It, it always came across like Cartoon Network didn't really know what to do with, with Summer Camp. They always like threw all the episodes out at once the for the previous two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, it's not that much different now that they dropped a binge on uh, HBO Max, but I hope it gains traction here and that they continue to make the show. Um, I don't really know the specifics of why it is more of a HBO Max show versus Cartoon Network. I don't know how many people do. This could be the first of a few shows like maybe Infinity Train making this move. I don't, we'll, so we'll see. Um, but that's speculative, not, I think, definitive yet. But anyway, uh, you, if you have any HBO Max thoughts, you can give that along with your, uh, intro, mm-hmm. your overall thoughts on the season. But let's ask, uh, everyone, what did you think of these 20 episodes? Michelle? I really liked these episodes. I think it, it very much felt in the same vein as season one. But it also dug a little deeper into, you know, I think especially Hedgehog, honestly, (laughs) so far this season, like seeing her spend more time with Susie and the other witches and figure out her powers and getting this like flavor of like what like the witchiness of the island is. And like even like the episode where like she has to go to like the old bathroom and you see all these old like initials from witches from like years long past. Like I love that like lore stuff and I love that there's this whole history there um, that she's very much a part of. Um, and she has like so much to do, frankly. I, I, it has been a really pleasant surprise seeing how involved Hedgehog has been in a lot of these episodes. Like that she's certainly still like a co protagonist with Oscar, but it's like I'm just like really happy she's had so much focus. So that's definitely been a highlight. There 
were a few episodes that just like absolutely stole my heart. Mm. Um, and not because they were the sweetest or like the most important, but because they were the most ridiculous. It's my favorite <laughs> oh, kind. And we'll talk about episodes. that later. Yeah. Give me give me one most ridiculous episode for you for you. Uh well my apps I will say like right now my absolute favorite episode is episode twelve of the season. Wild Hearts cannot be caboodled because it is the craziest <laughs> yeah. concept. It's the crazy like let's like mind swap like Oscar with the dumbest unicorn and see what happens. And it's like I don't know how they pitched that, but it was like the most amazing like experience. Yeah, it's yeah. so funny. So there are a lot of gems this season. It was super fun to watch it. I will just say like honestly, I I've been waiting for these to f- to slowly like come in to the online servers that are internal. I've been watching them so many times because they're very like nice and comfy and like the perfect thing to kind of like be a palate cleanser when you're in the middle of a stressful day, you know, it's like this, you want to put this on. So I'm just so happy. There's more of the show. It's always nice to watch it. Yay. Uh, You, you can pass on this question if you want to, but uh, have you seen beyond this glow worm? Hmm. Hmm. I'm you can say pass. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I'll say. Do you pass. do you have an answer to if these twenty are the actual season two or if there's more? If there's supposed to be more this season, I I do not believe that this is the end of the season. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, there's yeah. four. I mean, you know, it probably doesn't matter much, but there was forty episodes in season one. If you go by the HBO Max, that options. is true. I think that's a very yeah. good point, Dylan. Yeah. Although I, I will say this. To to a certain extent, nineteen and twenty seem like finale episodes. So I mean, what, mid mid-season or mid mid season, yeah, I think yeah. I think mid season because keep in mind the mid season of season one was um, the fuzzy pink time babies where they meet Ramona for the yeah. first time, and that oh, was kind yeah. of a mm-hmm. I, I so think, yeah, I think it's more of a mid season. Yeah, and we these, still... uh, these twenty feel analogous to the first half of season one. So I think maybe if you're looking for more lore stuff, you might be optimistic if it follows the same pattern of getting into more stuff. Mm-hmm in the back half of the yeah. season. Yeah. And we still haven't had that one character really making a major appearance yet. Who's that one character? Mildred. Which character? Yeah. Oh, yeah Mildred. Mildred. Who's Mildred? Briefly, who's Mildred, Steve? Mildred. I don't oh, remember. Which, just a witch uh, from the past that just got impatient with her lessons and kind of went crazy in this, you know, in the yeah. season oh, three. Oh, in episode one, Mildred they talk about... Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're building like, something there. She's the Mara of the show. She's that one lady <laughs> who, like, Mara, yeah. like, disrupted the status quo and yeah. everyone has scary stories about her. And, and you're it, just left with these question marks of, of if she was yeah. as bad as they all say. Did they bring up Mildred before the premiere of the season? Was this, like, a recurring reference they character? Did. I don't know. I think this is the first time we saw okay. what she actually looked like, but they might have brought her up last season. Interesting. Okay, okay. Uh, Mildred is. I didn't know we had Amara this show. That's 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 interesting. Yeah, who's, we do. It's who's Mildred. the light hope? Uh, we'll we'll see. Okay, uh, that, 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 all that's good. Steve, um, I know you love Summer Camp Island. What are your thoughts now that the show's back? Well, I'm so glad it's back. I mean, it's it, it's been too long. So it seems like just like yesterday, we were seeing like the like the previous like batch of episodes. Um, and I also did like something. I normally do. I did a Susie count, and to my calculations, Susie was in 15 out of the 20 episodes. She had a, at least one line in so 14 of them. So you're a huge them. Susie stan, Ow, so you were probably really crazy. happy about that. Yeah. yeah. 
Although I think and, I, th- I feel like at least five episodes, she just appears at the end for the the joke before the episode ends. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Probably that's, isn't a full appearance. count towards the fifteen, okay, and there's five episodes when she's not in at all. So, yeah. um, so you made me lose my train of thought here, Dylan. Um, uh, oh yeah. Um, as can be expected, though, my favorite episodes were the ones that centered on witches and witchcraft. Probably my favorite has to be um, just you and me. Especially since it's that, that's like the one episode that's at least half of it is Susie's perspective. Mm. I think it might be the first episode that's not Oscar or Hedgehog's perspective all the way through, even though Hedgehog's perspective is part of the B plot, but still. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see um, what happens though if uh, Bess, now that uh, Susie knows Bessie's like, secret, will. Well, Bessie find out Susie's secret of what Susie did to her boyfriend way back. <laughs> I forgot about. I, oh I, yeah, I don't remember that either. Oh, well, oh yeah, and oh, what else episode? Oh yeah, on um, the what's the episode where uh, Hedgehog first Susie first started teaching Hedgehog? That's another standout episode. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Acorn graduation. Yeah, Acorn graduation. That's Acorn pretty graduation, good too. Yeah. Yeah, and I think. This season, pretty much established that Susie definitely is the what the word Scunero or Sukune, the the person that's definitely actually deeply is nice but does not want to admit it. The Sundere, is that what you Sundere. mean? Sundere, yeah, yeah, she's clear Sundere. Heck, to the point that the uh, Ramona cast like made Susie catch a spell on herself to kind of reveal her true feelings. So, and uh, what else can I say? Um, I, I kind of want to see. My, Maybe down the line, if we can expand this show to the other characters and maybe have a, an episode that's not in Hedgehog or Oscar's pers- perspective. So you, so you maybe, like that they approach that in Just You and Me. You want to see them go more into that. Yeah. And Susie's a good one to start with since I consider her – she's like the third main character. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm still I'm wondering, though, the day we're going to get that big Alexa episode when it focuses on her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that big Alexa episode. Alexa, yeah. Big part of the season, Alexa. <laughs> oh, I mean, man. She I, has I, that one part in one episode. Right? I know about, her, about uncle. her dad or her uncle. Yeah. His failed dreams of asparagus sauce. Oh, she told rip. the dad story. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. That was, that was the highlight moment. the whole oh, time. <laughs> it was just about- that. Are we going to talk about Mildred, or should I just tell me my Mildred theory right now, since we may not get to her? Uh, you can you can give the Mildred theory, Steve. Yeah, okay, my theory is that she's like like related to either related to Susie directly, or she's um, Bestie's ancestor. One way or another, she's related to one of those two. Mm, okay. Why? What makes you say that? I don't know. I just have a feeling like maybe that uh, Susie definitely has a strong like connection to Betsy, sort of. Maybe because. Maybe she's sort of like raising her in a weird way. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the show. Naruto has a similar yeah. relationship with <laughs> the, uh, the fifth Okage. References in the first, but yeah, but yeah, I just, I just feeling Mildred. It's, it's I, I know she's going to be like our big antagonist down the line if we ever get to like a real plot here. Mm-hmm. So I think she could be our first like real villain. So Ooh, okay, that's all I got to say about that. So. Oh yeah, calling Mildred as a villain. I like that. Okay. I would uh, love to. Fa- I would love Hedgehog to meet Mildred and figure out what what happened with her for real. That sounds yeah. like something that could that could definitely happen. Yeah. Um, okay. So a lot of good thoughts there, Steve. Uh, Alex, your thoughts on Summer Camp Island without referencing any animes? 
Oh, wow. That'll be so hard. Uh, um, it, it, season two was was a very nice experience to watch. I think that um, I enjoy Summer Camp Island the most when it's at its cutest. Like, uh, uh, for me, the episode that I had the most fun with was We'll Just Move the Stars. Just yeah. because, like, that's, like, yeah, so, I knew Taylor would like that one. Oh, yeah. Well, that episode is, like, cuteness condensed into <laughs> it's the aliens. Yeah. yeah. So like that there is, but but it's it exists in many other episodes of this season. Um, I'd agree with Steve that I'm kind of uh, the most of, of like story stuff. Like uh, the the witches stuff is still holding up with like Susie. You know, we're just like slowly getting into her her backstory and Ramona. When, whenever we touch with her, there's interesting stuff going on. We have the the Mildred wrench to throw throw into here too. Yeah. So uh, so I, I I like that stuff. Um, I will say that um, while Hedgehog felt about the same to me as in season one, like, you know, just solid main character kind of uh, pushing yourself ahead. I will say I feel like I, I liked Oscar more in this season than in uh, in season one, just because I think that he settled into well, I think I think he settled into more of a comedic side role, which I think is where he fits. Like I remember season one having a lot, a lot more episodes focused on him, like not doing things right or like messing stuff up. Whereas like here, like you know, he he doesn't when he gets episodes focused on him, it, it feels a bit more earnest <laughs> than it did in season one. And uh, and honestly, like that last episode feels like the show saying like, hey, like Oscar still has a purpose in this mm-hmm. in this show universe, you know, like it's trying to remind us that he's still around. But I just think that they they, they handled out Oscar a lot better and bec- uh, in in terms of like how much they they used him. And because of that, I, I got more joy when we do when we do the comedic stuff in this show. So I I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the experience, and I think. Uh, um yeah like hedgehog is good but like uh, oscar i was just uh, impressed by like how much more engaged i was with him than than last season you just like the new voice actor better that's what but it is new voice. there is a new i don't even know. remember the, the voice we'll talk I'll about just... the voice change wow. yeah <laughs> sad Okay, that's interesting, Alex on Oscar. I have a lot of Oscar thoughts too. Um, oh, but uh, no, I I love Summer Camp Island. Very happy the show is back. Um, this is I don't probably don't talk about it a lot, but this is definitely one of my personal favorites. Not like I don't know if, how good in quotes this show is. Like it's I think it's hard to tell, but like this is like the show uh, maybe that I just most enjoy watching. Just like putting on a great like similar right? to Michelle, just like yeah. decompressing and just like it's yeah. it's such a fun, pleasant experience like oh, watching me- Summer. Yeah. I'm watching this episode on HBO Max. It's like like eating like chips or something. I just kept going to the next episode to the next you episode. Were went by Steve, so fast. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. well, actually, I wanted to, I I listened to your uh, Totoro podcast recently. Delaney used the comparison of junk food, right? Like comfort food, <laughs> comfort and food, I think yeah. that su- Summer Camp Island like fits in that, right? Like on on the surface, like it's not necessarily like substantive, but like you you feel good when you're watching it. It makes you feel like happy and and like stuff uh, stuff is nice, and like you need you need shows <laughs> like that in yeah. your life. So, like it, it fits very argue... well in that in that vein. Mm. I would argue that that is substantive because it's it's in improving way, your mood. Yeah. It's providing escapism. It's keeping you entertained. I don't think something needs to be necessarily very story driven to accomplish its goal. You know. 
Yeah, I think I think we can we can talk about that. But uh, yeah, definitely just the the joyfulness of this show. I think Totoro is a good comparison. We just had the podcast on this, um, but just I just have so much fun and and mm. happiness. I think watching Summer Camp Island and uh, on it, I feel like it it would be uh, even better if it was spread out. I think that would be <laughs> that would be feed into joy into your life in uh, increments instead of all at once. But it was it was nice binging it um, and. Uh, it, it, Season two, I think like the season feels very insubstantial watching it for most of the time. Not that that's mm-hmm. bad. Um, I think that you'd expect maybe the show to go from season one into some more story, but I think it likes is a little quieter and I was enjoying, I mean, like I don't really care personally if there's plot, but the show, it does care. Like there is always been a mm-hmm. little bit of lore and a little bit of plot. So I think it's a little bit of an awkward balance between the show always putting this in. And I'm like, okay, it wants me to engage in this more, but it's not doing a ton with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be okay if there was zero plot, like lore plot mm-hmm. stuff, I think because the show's so fun. But the thing is, um, I, it all came together for me at the end of this batch of 20 because I was expecting the season to kind of just go out with like two more like random one-off episodes that don't relate to anything. But I I think this last episode really ties it together. I was really questioning Oscar this whole season. I, it's a big change, I feel like, because um, like Alex said, he liked it more. I think it's valid. But Oscar was definitely more of a focus in the first 40. Um, and then this season, he's definitely like not the main character. I think Hedgehog like is basically the main character. Oscar definitely has a lot of episodes, but, and he's like, he's all, he does have these comedic plots. A lot of his earlier content, I think, resolved, revolved around his anxieties. Um, and, and that was, uh, I think put to the back burner a little bit, but then when we get to last episode, it's like, oh, you know, this was all intentional. It's it, like all this Oscar kind of, uh, what we're doing with Oscar, putting him, uh, behind Hedgehog a little bit, putting, changing his content to make it a little bit more comedic relief. Mm-hmm. Um, like the show is aware of what we're doing here. And it was kind of like all for the purposes of a subversion. Like I didn't expect the show kind of to do something the pretty like narratively uh, like narrative structure big like that and um that really hit home for me and it really kind of tied uh everything i was experiencing this season together and it's like you know we're not doing uh we're not doing a, maybe a ton in general we're not doing a ton with oscar but it was like okay you know we're aware and this is part of the journey and uh yeah i, I really like the last two episodes i think that that was um a big improvement to the experience of the season for me another random stuff i like i love the my favorite episode is definitely the aliens, the king in the puddle episode. I mean, it was, that's yes. my, it's my OTP. My favorite episode before of the show is the uh, uh, feeling spacey, like early on. Um, although Midnight Quins is like the best in quotes, but I, you know, I love the aliens and stuff. But uh, what about? What about, what about when Harry met Barry? That was yeah. We'll talk about that one. Um, I, I will say there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, casual queerness is what I have to say uh, about the Harry I, Barry stuff. I think that I, there's a lot of that throughout the season. But um, I love the loved the aliens. That episode was just so fun and uh, it, so so like so yeah, like we're talking about. It's full of so much joy. Uh, and oh, the last thing I want to say. Um, uh, I, I, I was about to tweet this. I don't know how much the Summer Camp Island tweets are really applicable. But here's my reaction. Uh, <laughs> at the end of every Summer Camp Island episode ends, um, the credits start, and I'm like, cute. 
That's my reaction every summer camp out. Like, oh, cute. Like that. That's my reaction, and not in a bad way, but just like, okay, that was cute. You know, like every like the credits start rolling, um, and that that's such a fun uh, fun experience. Uh, that yeah. Every single episode so cute ends and so like there are some episodes they want you to end in a lorey way, and they have like the lore credit music. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I like the the cute 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 credit music a little bit more. Oh, I feel like it. Just... I feel like those those episodes. It's just it's just it's just such a fun experience, and so. Uh, it's it, so the show is so 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 full of uh joy and um and kind of like quirkiness and cuteness <laughs> and um they're also interlaying some some depth to it so i i want i want to get into that and uh i don't you know i don't know how much we we're gonna get into the the fluffy side of the show how much discussion point there is but i think there's certainly a, a discussion uh uh, about although if you know if you specific things you thought were particularly great on the, the, the maybe the more fluffy side um, <laughs> but there, I think there's a lot of uh, in- interesting discussion about how the show is kind of handling its lore and its um, and plot threads um, and you know where we are with the show and where we might be moving um, there. Um, you mentioned the credits you remind me of something that really annoys me with these streaming services is they when you go to credits Every time they're about to go to the actors, that's when they have to do this whole the next episode or something. Something yeah, annoying. Did it, did it cut off for you, Steve? When um, it doesn't really cut off, but it always chooses the exact moment. Except the only the last episode was the one I could watch full. But the oh, every time they go to the credits to the voice actors, I just want to look. No, I I, I I know exactly what you're talking about. That was me yeah. with Keep Keepo. Is Netflix yeah. did the on the yeah, Netflix, Netflix app on it. my TV? Disney it, Plus it, does you it. You can't like pause it on the exact thing I want to yeah. see. It's impossible. No, I for the HBO Max app. Um, it like let me watch. It didn't autoplay to the next episode until the credits were done. Oh no, not the autoplay. I talk about the whole like screen like just shrinks a bit mm. or here in hbo max they put yeah. something like on top like say next episode top, in a few yeah, seconds yeah they do yeah they did do that but i i liked that they didn't force me to skip the credits you know i didn't that was kind of the default setting was watch through the credits um mm-hmm. they'll probably change that honestly because the, the streaming <laughs> services hate them. Well, while we're on the credits topic i i like that this uh show ends the credits with a clip from the episode yes. you just watched <laughs> well, which every, is just, yes it's well, so cute well, the, the thing is most shows like they only use the same clip over and over throughout the entire it's a, it's a cartoon show, network thing, like the, right to have well, the, other cartoon the, network shows do that though do i they mean change like the, uh, do they all change the clip steve well, no, show, no. it depends on the show, though. Ben 10 tells you, like, clip every episode or okay. Okay, some fine. other examples. But well, like, they're I'm, very, I'm very the degrees of success, I would say, when they change the credit Creek episode, does the but... same thing all the time, but I know yeah, that. The, but... Craig does the just how they drew it, probably. Yeah. The one that I marked down was Oscar getting whacked for sadly singing Fair Jaca. Like, I know, that was so good. That, 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 was, that was a good clip to replay. Trying. Playing and, her violins, another good one. <laughs> uh, I remember, like Oscar's, like uh, hedgehog. I'd never. I, f- I forget what the full quote was, but um, he is, is something is something like supportive. Uh, missing the point on hedgehog. I thought that was a good uh, stinger. I really like it. Every time Susie has a line with those credits, which just says something funny, looks like yeah. something. Susie would be the the stinger quote machine, probably. You'd think that's kind of how they yeah. use her in the actual episodes. Seriously, there's a shocking amount of episodes. It's maybe only literally three or something, but Susie literally just shows up at the last minute to deliver one final line. Like that happens yeah. multiple times. They they, they know she's the fan favorite. <laughs> and they yeah, know she has power. 
and they know I'm doing an episode count of how many Susie episodes there are, right. and just when I'm ready to mark down this to the non-Susie section, they just, like, Jeez, just blow are, my They're in there, yeah. We'll see if uh, <laughs> Susie counts as a supporting character for our awards at the end. That's always a big question. She's, like, right on the borderline. Uh, but, it's like, I think, I think it's probably half. Um, what's the, what's the big, what's the big, uh, I, I would say the big through line this season, if you want to call it a through line, would be the thing that most permeates these 20 episodes is hedgehog learning magic. Mm-hmm. Is, is that it kind of feels like the main plot of the show at the moment? Maybe. Yeah. I, I felt, I, I disagree with you a bit. I felt that the show fo- shift focus from Oscar to hedgehog was, Midway through the first season, after episode twenty, the last batch episode we watched last year was that began the transition. But mm. that's just the way I saw it. But yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. Well, uh, I would I say, mean, regardless thing, of when that happens, it pays off at the end of the season, kind of. Right. The, the thing is that Hedgehog has a goal, and Oscar does not. Yeah. Let's talk. Okay, so, you know what? Honestly, let's talk about that first because to me, yeah. that's the most interesting thing this season is what they do with Oscar. Then, um, because. Uh, Oscar is, uh, he's like the, the, the male lead in the show and, um, he starts off kind of as the lead, but then Hedgehog is the one that gets the magic powers, is the one that turns into the werewolf and Oscar, uh, that's very atypical for, uh, this to not happen to the guy, not happen to the traditional lead of the show. And the show, I agree, at some point the show's focus does seem to shift to, to Hedgehog. And I think you watch these episodes, you're like, you know, like, what, what are we doing with Oscar? Like, it's enjoyable, but like, um, is there something, like, is this leading somewhere? And then you get to this last episode, uh, and he has therapy and he, uh, he, he, he confronts that, uh, th- this notion of him, uh, like not not getting anything to do, not not being the magic one, uh, looking into his past, and then we we discover Oscar's superpower, which has been there the whole time, and we haven't, uh, <laughs> we we just weren't aware of it. And even in in that episode, for me, the thing that's the, the the headline for me, the thing that I most remember is we got to meet Hedgehog's mom and realize more about that her, a big her parent. Lore. Yeah, that's, that's a big find lore out, element. Yeah, both that, her so. parents are really pieces of work as far as we know since- yes <laughs> yeah i don't remember i know i remember her dad was in the show but oh yeah another thing i want to send in, in my initial thoughts uh, i as mentioned i barely do remember the previous 40 episodes so i apologize i uh, will hopefully seems like yeah. other people remember more things here oh but- and hedgehog's mom is literally the wicked witch of the west why literally She's the official voice actress for the Wicked oh, Witch of Wizard of Oz cartoons. That's wild. Lorraine Newman. <laughs> so. uh, I thought I, I thought she sounded like Princess Carolyn at first, honestly, but it's not her. Uh, <laughs> it's that was, not her. It's not her. That's my reaction. <laughs> um, did, but yeah, I did. Uh, so I, I felt after I watched episode 20, I was like, wow, this is one of the smartest things the show has done. This is like an intentional subversion they've been doing with Oscar. They've been downplaying him to pay it off in this moment. His His power is his socialness and his warmth and like that's you know that's significant in its own right even if it's not something that's traditionally seen as significant in in in, in stories um, um please don't be mad at me for making this comparison but oscar how does he compare to say marco in terms of being the guy with dumb magical powers right i mean female- i think it's the yeah. equivalent if marco yeah. was the main character for a lot of the show to start with but marco i, I agree it's kind of similar in like he's the 
the, so, the social, more wacky kind of uh, secondary to the female lead. But like this, this that show is like called Star. You know, this show, yeah. um, <laughs> it, it's it's seemingly. I feel like you go into it thinking Oscars may be the protagonist, and I think it, that's play, the show maybe plays on your biases of who's the main character. It's the it's the boy versus the the girl lead. Um, Michelle, did you did you see it the same way I did? Like this is like an intentional thing the show is building up and subverting. I did. I mean, I, I I really wonder how intentional it is to say call Hedgehog more of the main character because to me, I feel like it's like Hedgehog and Oscar are co-leads the way, like, frankly, Dipper and Mabel were. Like, technically, yes, they both share the spotlight, but Dipper always had more focus in yeah. a way that's, like, a little undeniable. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, it's not exactly equal, but they're both supposed to be leading the show and their bond together is what drives a lot of the episodes mm-hmm. and a lot of the charm. So, I mean, they they could dig even more into Hedgehog, but I think the fact that they did give Oscar such specific focus in the last episode points to like, they're not trying to invalidate the good stuff he's been doing all along. They're just mm-hmm. letting him know that like, it's different. I, I forget exactly what the shark says to him, but he's he's essentially like, you know, this this is a kind of magic Oscar, it, and it's just as important as the kind Hedgehog has. It's just different, but it's just as valid, and it's yeah. just as good. And I felt like that was, like, the perfect way to summarize Oscar, because it's like, yeah, he is very supportive. He is a goofy person, but, like, that's what, like, cheers everyone up. And mm. I think that's, like, the real subversion, like, telling Oscar that he can be that kind of person and it doesn't like degrade him at all that it doesn't make him less interesting or less good or less cool you know as hedgehog like it's just as valid it's just he's a different person and he has a different kind of magic and there's a reason he's on the magic island you know so i really love it like i i like I didn't notice it being like as intentional, frankly, as when you're bringing it up to him. But like, yeah, the show knows what they're doing clearly. And they're, they're trying to like, let us know that like, they, they think Oscar's valid in what he's doing too. Um, In case, you know, anyone was feeling bothered that Hedgehog was like, you know, she's got science werewolf and magic, Mm -hmm. which is three (laughs) things, but it's like, Oscar like is the heart yeah Yeah, she does have science too but it's like Oscar's the heart and like that's such its own power and it's just Mm -hmm. as good and it's just as needed in people's lives like Hedgehog would be nowhere without him like you see that in all of his memories like she's been she's felt down and lost so many times and he was the one that always made her feel encouraged to do what she wanted to do so honestly if it wasn't for him she probably wouldn't be where she is now and Uh, that's like again a really great power Oscar specifically has I yeah, just realized I, something. Oh, sorry. I just realized something. I think Tumble Dry Low was a good showcase of that in terms of Oscar the producer. He's like the behind the scenes guy. Yeah. That's what he to be. Yeah, I think I think it is exactly. that's it's intentional that because that comes right before kind of this two part finale is that's like hi- highlighting their the current dynamic of the show. And I I'm not necessarily saying this is something they've been planning since the beginning. I think probably how you arrive at this point is you're like, okay, we're making the show, you know, traditionally like the the guy is the lead, we're going to focus more on him to start and then they're like, oh, you know, we want to give these things to Hedgehog. We kind of like so they I think they find it along the way and then and then but the, the this group of episodes it feels like okay like we know that hedgehog has everything at this point and so like we're gonna showcase uh all these uh wacky kind of oscar things showcase his 
his his empathy, his warmth, you know, the the scent, these things that are like yeah. portrayed by the shark as his magic. We're going to sh- showcase them throughout the season, and then in this glowworm episode, we're going to say like, oh, this is what what we've been doing. This is what Oscar like. Oscar has magic too. This is you know, it's non traditional magic, but it's like it's really important in its own right. Um, it's and the, I think that is the kind of the main point of the subversion. I think got a little caught up in like the the main character focus, which I think it's part of it too. But like. Um, I don't know, just altogether, like, this feels like this, the smartest thing the show has done to me. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's just the most, like, significant, um, kind of, like, in, in significant thing of focus, um, of, uh, of, like, a narrative structure type thing that the show has done. And it, I don't know. Uh, Alex, do you have, do you have thoughts on, cause you said you liked the material with Oscar this season. How did the glowworm, um, stuff, like, relate to, like, you, you were enjoying Oscar's, um, material this season so did it like validate it like that oh this this is this is good what you're doing oscar yeah i i was impressed by it because like it does it it works as an in-show explanation as well as kind of like a meta explanation for like where his character is i mean like i I don't know if i'm if i'm just a bit thick-headed but like i had to watch the episode twice and even then like i'm still not 100% 100% convinced that it's actually magic though <laughs> like even though this is like a world where magic exists like I'm not sure if the therapist is actually talking about real magic or just like the, I think it's you know, the metaphor. <laughs> yeah but the, but the thing is like it works on both levels like yeah, it works either way right like it, it can be magic in in the show like this is like a force that helps other people to do their, their to perform their roles in society but at the same time it works metaphorically too right like the comic relief character in every show like the at the end of the day the 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 better ones are there to also support Mm -hmm. their uh, their co-leads when they need it and that's what what oscar is is doing right like he has his own life but at the same time like in this show he he, uh, he's found that his role is helping uh, other people and that that makes him happy as well so like so i just enjoy like the 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 double the double-sidedness of it and so i I think that it it ties very well with the approach that then that the season as a whole takes with with his character so that 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 helps glowworm to be as effective as it is yeah i want i wonder is this the subplot like last season was Susie trying to separate Oscar and Hedgehog. Mm. I wonder if there was a method to her madness. Is there a reason for that? Yeah, yeah that can I, maybe I, relate to what's going on with uh, yeah. with Oscar. Maybe yeah. either she's either testing them or something. I don't or or scared of something. I don't yeah, know. Let's get back to that when we talk about Susie's role this season. But, yeah. Um, yeah, to conclude, Oscar. Uh, I think. Uh, Oscar, Oscar's like a really good character. We talked about this in like the first Summer Camp Island podcast. I think I was like. I had to take that right away in the show. Oscar is, and this is why I'm like saying like Oscar is presented as more of the main characters first is because I think we compared him to Craig and Steven. And I thought Oscar had less like main characteritis than any of these other protagonists yeah. from the start. Like I yeah. thought he was like more like he was more defi- defined, used better right away. And like now I think his character has shifted roles um, intentionally by the show and it pays off. And like, I still think like in this new role, Oscar's great too. Um, I don't know. This this is like a real good character with Oscar, I think. Yeah, and it doesn't help the 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 pilot. He was clearly the main character there, so that maybe maybe plug our biases if we saw the pilot thinking. Yeah, that he I mean, I think that's continue. how it is at the beginning of the show, and then they they kind of find what they want the show to be as they as they start making it. Um, yeah, and like 
honestly, I, I imagine it probably was an easier sell just like mm-hmm. to executives knowing that there was a male lead. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like, yeah, he has a friend who's a girl, but like Oscar is there. So like few like our demographic will still watch the show. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. And then once they had the show, like maybe it did start to verge into highlighting Hedgehog a little more because it's like it was doing well and they didn't see a reason not to, you know, that that could have organically happened. But it does seem like like Stephen definitely I feel like if Stephen wasn't the main character, that would have been a much harder sell to cartoon, frankly, especially just like, you know, I feel like goals have changed a lot in the past like six years, you know, but I mean, we're we're still getting there. We're still getting to a point where people can just pitch non-male characters and non-white characters as leads, and it's not cons- and there's like no pushback, and people yeah. don't worry that no one will watch that stuff, you know? Yeah. Um. And pretend. Uh, oh, I, let me let me bring this up now because you're late. Uh, also, potentially, you know, queer characters. Um. I have yeah. a I have a big take with Oscar. Oscar is very gay. Uh, this is my take. Like Oscar, I know that's always been your take. Yeah, I think I've always yeah. thought this, but like Oscar yes. is so gay this season. Like he's like like I don't. I, why can't they just like we better be doing an Oscar's gay arc because uh, like <laughs> so yes, I, I want to highlight and I know it's like kind of just like effeminate behavior and like that's exactly yeah. like, anyone can be that, but it's like in a specifically like homosexual way in my opinion. Um, but I, I want to highlight episodes nine. Um, he's just like secret society. Like his, he's just very flamboyant about that. Oscar's very flamboyant in general. Um, episode eleven. Um, oh, he's talking about his bangs a lot in episode eleven. Yeah, I, I found ah, that. you got that code. Yeah, yeah. And mm. then, and then the the episode twelve, the 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 unicorn one. Uh, like yeah, like uh, come on, unicorns. So, how how dare you? unicorns appeal to the entire? Look, spectrum. obviously very valid <laughs> if you, all these things apply to you of any orientation, but um, it's just uh, it, it's it's almost in like a stereotypical way to a certain extent. He's a kid, of course, so he can you know like uh, so. Experience that is, but you know, Oscar and Max forever. Um, in general, Oscar, <laughs> I was Oscar's ask you, gay. Ship? Oscar and Max has always been the ship, I feel well, like. I, I think that's the big ship. What about Oscar and saxophone? That's... We're not <laughs> shipping the Yetis, but they have okay. a connection. They do <laughs> yeah. have a connection. It's mostly, except for Max and Pepper, it's like a lot more female, so it's very hard. Yeah. It's actually easy to uh, ship. Yeah. It's kind of like Max by default. Yeah. options for the male side of that. Yeah, uh, and look, you know, Max wasn't into <laughs> to headshot. Yeah, that's true. He very wasn't. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think we're doing. Uh, I think we'll, uh, we'll have Oscar being more explicitly gay in season six. Uh, so we'll look out for that. Um, okay. What what else to have with? Oh, Oscar's dad. I well, think was another. Yeah. I, I want, well, before we get off Oscar, I did want to talk about Dungeon Doug just because, like, well, well first of all, we're recording this on Father's Day, I guess. So, like, fitting. I don't know. Uh, but I think that was just a good Father's like Day episode. Yeah, like just the, the 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 awkwardness of talking to dads when you only have one common interest is very very relatable. So, so I, I appreciated all that, and also like that dad seems like you know a, a nice guy. Just so like they haven't spent time together in a while, and so like it felt like the ideal way that the, that interaction would go about. So it felt very comforting in that wow. sense to watch and, that go down. And oh. Guys, tell me though, is Dungeon Doug is he Finn or not? It just sounds like him to me. 
Fantasy Honestly, fan. Dungeon Duck sounded like um, Sprig from Amphibia to me, but I didn't check the voice <laughs> actor. But like, honestly, it could be him. I wanted to say, um, talking about Oscar's dad, I love that they kind of got into the, yeah, like his dad did have all these career plans. He wanted to be a paleontologist, but then he met, he met Oscar's mom and they had Oscar. And kind of through the course of the episode, as he's bonding with Oscar, he kind of just comes to this conclusion. He's like, you know what? I'm like really glad I'm your dad though. Like I, I'm really glad this is my life. I don't feel like, mm. you know, I should be a paleontologist right now. Like I love spending time with you and this is really great. And I'm happy I made this life decision to be a dad. And that I feel like is so refreshing and just so sweet. And I just loved that, that was like a part of the episode too. I'm, yeah. I'm glad that Oscar has such a healthy relationship with his dad or his parents in general. I think he might be the only character in the show that has a healthy relationship with his parental figures. I mean, like, you know, Lucy's parents are okay, right? Yeah, we haven't met them though. I don't Did we meet them? Look, That's my. Parent, like, we saw them, but we don't know what they're like. They have money, so yeah. it's fine, right? Like, yeah, but yeah, I'm, they just have money. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm just comparing yeah. the, the <laughs> hedgehog's parents who are really a piece yeah, of work. They, they, and... the, the contrast is real with Oscars and hedgehogs. What 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 life has taught me is that if parents want relief from uh, from taking care of you for a while, they send you to summer camp. So you know that is actually. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's how that works. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I really like the the Dungeon Duck episode. I thought that was really good with Oscar. And last thing on Oscar, we mentioned it. His new, he's a new voice actor this season. Um, I found it not very noticeable. Yeah, I, no. I found noticeable the first time I heard it, but then after that, I just sort of got it. into yeah. it and just forgot about it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, back to the hedgehog learning magic plot and hedgehog in general. We can, we can talk, uh, like, hedgehog definitely has a lot of stuff going on here. Um, to, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm biased. Oh, and, uh, uh, last thing on Oscar. Uh, Oscar, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this may be really, I like, I like Oscar a lot more personally. I, he's a lot of, uh, comment. Like, I, I, I definitely view Oscar as, uh, Jewish and his mom as, uh, is Jewish. Okay. Uh, but his dad was, like, British, I feel like. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. He's half Jewish, I guess. So that, that's where we're, we're going with Oscar. Um, uh, I- I guess I'll also briefly with Oscar, like we mentioned that like season one focused a lot on his anxieties. And I think it's important to note that even though like this, this season like advanced him to, to, you know, his new role, it doesn't exactly leave that behind either. Yeah, like we still get still bits bad. and pieces of it. Like mm-hmm. the, that episode where he's, uh, I'm struggling about saving a seeds for hedgehog. Again, a very, a very relatable oh, thing. Yeah. I <laughs> so, saw that's, so that's, that's a definitely Seinfeld influence episode. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I relate uh, to uh, that. The anxiety <laughs> of telling someone no, even when you already promised someone else to do something for them like that's so real yeah. right and I, I think it like it it, t- it talks to the the shift in the show where like i feel like in season one that would have been the a plot and hedgehog the b plot whereas like in this new yeah. new regimen like it's it switches uh, and i think it works better that way so like uh, we, we still fo- we still know that oscar is working with his anxieties but like that, we we figured out the right balance of like how much to show. Yeah, that's a good point. Either that, that those plots may be being switched. Yeah. Okay. So the other side, though, Hedgehog. Um, Hedgehog. Learning Magic's episode one. She's uh, she the Magic Council. 
Um, which sounds like that could be a mind. big thing. The, the, I don't sure if the magic council. It's just a meeting of the minds. It's a like people. This isn't a star. Know? This isn't a star situation with the magic council. That's not. I think, think Susie. That is what it I is. I think Susie and <laughs> Betsy were the only like witches or magical beings. Yeah, like I, people who could do magic in that know. council. I don't know what the. Yeah. They're all magical. Oh, yeah, the elves magic, are magical. Yeah, they they've all got keys. Yeah, they all have keys. Maybe even Very the culty. pastry's magic because it's a talking pastry goth. Like, come on. This is <laughs> yeah, all the magic. Go- yeah, there's a random new character. You got it. Yeah, that, that was the fun introduction to the season, I feel like. And uh, and at the end, uh, it's all about Zoo. They want to lock uh, Hedgehog's wand away. And at the end, Ramona uh, tells Susie to teach her. In episode five, Susie's giving lessons. And I think it kind of turns into the thing where it's like, seems like she's messing with her at first, but it's actually uh, like good good lessons, kind of. Uh, so I'm not sure though if if literally she probably was messing with her at first. I think because it's Maybe. Susie, there's always an element of yeah, uh, it's <laughs> messing with them. <laughs> yeah, and, and then at the, and then in 15, not as explicitly as Hedgehog learning magic, but it's like, oh, you're part of the coven now of the council. Yeah, you gotta learn mm-hmm. the witchy ways. Yeah, well, that was so. a cute episode. That was and honestly three episodes with one of them kind of not being related to her learning magic. That's kind of the biggest through line we have this season, honestly. So, uh, the, the, you know, not a ton of serialized plot going on, I would say, but this is, is, it is a specific through line. So I do like though that, you know, as you saw in Spotted Bear Search, that even though Susie is Hedgehog's teacher, she still has that relationship with Betsy that's still like that big sister type of relationship. So I like that. Even though you had you change your teacher, you still haven't. You still can be friends with the old teacher, right? Hedgehog and well, Betsy. That is, has a, yeah. Susie has a relationship with Oscar too. Like even though it's not as highlighted, mm-hmm. it's definitely still there. Oh, that, that episode where that are there. They get stuck the together. Yeah, they get stuck together. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good. I one. think that <laughs> might be the so only. Good. I think that might be the only episode which Hedgehog had no lines in it. Hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's true. She's just seen with, uh, as you mentioned, Betsy during the, the, the quarantine, basically. And of course, the, bear, the big story the bear is quarantine. Yeah, we can briefly bear. mention that. Max is seen with a mystery boo in that, uh, in that <laughs> one shot in the episode. <laughs> we don't really know anything about this person. It could be their sibling, you know, we don't really know, but, uh. Their non bat sibling. Um, is it, I, like, I, I didn't zoom in on the stats. So I, I like I things a guy. I pre- I'm hoping his male. It's very I wrote down Max and GF, so I don't know. That was just my reaction. <laughs> in GF. GF could be good friends, so that's fine. It could be good friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe. Well, <laughs> Matt's content this season is to, that those two seconds and him working at the video <laughs> stuck shop, right? No, like, he's that, uh, no, no, I, I, he's getting the tub. Tub on the run. He spins the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Hedgehog's, it's not weird, right? What's the, what's the, it's not weird episode with Oh, yeah. I blocked that episode out already. Yes. <laughs> Too awkward and, for you. And I'm surprised though Susie didn't get in on the act though. How is it is it weird between you and Max now? But I think it works for her character because Susie doesn't really care. That kind of works for her character. Oh, that's Tub on the Run, is the it's not weird episode. Yeah, okay, so yeah, yeah. Tub on the Run. Yeah. Okay. And uh, that really, episode really has Alice really play any type of a role. Like, yeah, the Alice not a big. She's in the Coven episode, and seems like she's uh, the third wheel to the romance of Susie and Betsy. But we'll get to that. Don't worry, we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> I don't. I assume that's not a hot take, but we'll, we'll, we'll come back. Uh, Hedgehog, yeah. Uh, she's the Coven. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why she's part of the the, the counselor group now, but I think that's fun. Um, just because she's uh, a witch. Um, 
But I yeah, guess that I, they just want to get her into the customs, you know. Yeah. So like it, 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 it indicates that Susie, like begrudgingly, is taking the training sort of, yeah, sort yeah. of seriously. So like, it felt, it felt, and you know, the other, the other witches are actually being supportive. So like, yeah. that, that's good I to think, know. I think she might have been outvoted two to one, Susie, in terms of giving <laughs> Hedgehog a chance here. Yeah, she's uh, yeah, uh, but uh, the. the and another thing, another thing I was going to mention with, uh, with Hedgehog was Betsy. Yeah. Like, uh, cause we see them hanging out during the quarantine, um, and, uh, bear quarantine. And then we see them in the second to last episode. We finally circle back to kind of the werewolf stuff and their relationship. Um, so, uh, I think, I think that remains a significant thing with Hedgehog. Wouldn't be, would like to see that even more, I think, more bets. Cause Betsy pretty, pretty downplayed, I think, for most of the season. That episode was pretty good time because I do think there was sort of a subtext of racism, like Susie, so, or prejudice that Susie had towards werewolves. And I think it's very interesting time that we had that type of episode with what's going on in the world right now. Uh, that's an interesting interpretation. It's weird that Susie, a magical being, is does not like werewolves. Yeah, magical beings. I, I, I didn't was really wondering if that. I had forgotten something. No, from that's season it. One, okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Do you have a big explanation on. for you this? You are all forgetting. Susie is a cat. Susie's a cat. Of course, she doesn't like werewolves. Werewolves are dogs. Like, it's why is Susie a cat? Why is Susie? She's always been a cat. I don't know what to tell you. She's in what a cat. way? It does elaborate. I, I guess she has the ears. She's a hedgehog and Oscar is an elephant. She is a cat. Oh, that's is her it, animal person? She's kind of, supposed to yeah. be a cat? She's yeah. a cat. She's a is cat. It, She's a cat. But is Alice a dog? <laughs> Looks like maybe. But like that's why Susan doesn't like werewolves. It's just because she's a cat. It's her nature. Oh, okay. <laughs> You okay. kept saying she's a cat. I didn't understand you meant like the uh, her her, her well, species is a cat. I'll be honest, like I'm literally I'm... a cat. <laughs> oh I, my I god, you guys! Into cats, but like I never considered Susie a cat girl. But I guess I need to. Wow. I can't believe Susie's I, a cat I, girl. I feel like we used her in some kind of cat thing for on air at one point, but like we kind of <laughs> knew before then she's like, definitely a cat. You Michelle, guys. unless the character is named after what type of animal they are, I don't understand. Elephant? What are you gonna do with that? <laughs> that's like why I don't, he 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 does an elephant. He does all. Uh, there's an episode Max, about him being an elephant. He is though, a bat. I, I don't think of Max as a bat. I don't think of that. Also, like we, we don't we don't do any fun cat stuff with Susie. Like she yeah, where's like, all the cat jokes? Like, These people are no restraint in general. She's more dignified than the werewolves. Hello, like obviously I'm associating <laughs> werewolves because Susie uh, is a cat and she like okay. has. Now I understand the love of Susie. She's a cat. Okay. Yeah, that does explain the why she's my favorite character. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know she was a cat. I I don't know if I ever crossed. I mean, I can't remember if I knew because it's been so long. But well, at uh, first, first, her pointy ear. She's definitely a cat. She's a cat. At first, I thought she was human when I first heard the solo show. That character, damnations. I thought maybe there's some humans, but no, they're all. Once I knew they're all anthropomorphic animals, I knew she was a cat. Yeah, is the whole, I mean, okay, we did, the, the last season got into the fact that there's, like, New Jersey, and this is, like, the real world and stuff, and yeah. so the, yeah. the, the world is filled with animal people, though, there's no humans. I still wonder, yeah. though, if long ago there were humans, and the witches <laughs> accidentally turned everyone to anthropomorphic animals. That's still my yeah. theory that happened. We're gonna find out the very last episode. The very last episode. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> the last um, I mean, I think, I think the show, I, like you said, like, I don't think, honestly, it's in the show's wheelhouse. Like they, the thing is, it's easy to say like, okay, this is like such a light show. It's not going to get into stuff, but the show is it's clear, clearly always says it's going to get into like the lore. It's, it's, it's slowly expanding on that. 
um, like pretty constantly throughout the show's run. So, um, it, I don't know. Like I said in the beginning, it's kind of tempting to just say like, uh, not, not a lot's going to happen, but I think the show just always demonstrates it wants to get into to more stuff. Um, well, I feel like the lore, like expectations for lore maybe should be adjusted too, because you, I think what they do is they, they find their own show explanations for a lot of real world things. Like, I feel like that's why Midnight Quittens works so well. It's like the show's way of explaining how time works. And in the Honeydew Hatch, they talk about like, okay, the P- the fuzzy pink time babies are literally the manifest- manifestation of like feeling good in the moment. Yep, and if there aren't enough of them, that's why you feel sad. So I feel like that's the kind of lore we're getting a lot of. And that's what's really intriguing because it's just like magical ways of explaining how things naturally occur in our world, you know, or even like Barb, like all these inventions she claims to have created are just like putting pants on one leg at a time, (laughs) like normal things we do having a magical explanation. I think that's really clever. Yeah, the show does have uh, I think I think the the. Time Babies one is a good example. That is a lore expansion, and and mm-hmm. and, and we get into a lot of lore with the 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 witches and the fact that they were yeah. uh, in episode fifteen, and the fact that oh. they were a part of a school, a magic school. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, into, uh, well, I, I guess an, a thing related to the lore thing. Uh, another thing that makes um, the the last episode unique is that it it, it it's showing the uh, that the uh, Oscar's effect was happening even outside of the island, which, like, up to this point, like, I'm not sure how much, like, we've actually talked about out, outside island they, 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 they said, I but think, like, sometime this season, magic doesn't translate past the island. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so, so like, but uh, so I guess my, my point is, like, we do talk about lore, but it's usually focused just mm-hmm. on the island. It doesn't, it never really has an effect outside. Although this episode, uh, you're right, like, we do briefly touch on stuff uh, on like magic's effect on the outside world as well, so that that's something, I guess. I, I feel we had quite a few trips to the library this season, more than than our to. Library, yeah. And and I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The more the library episode, the more it just reminds me of our other show. We miss, I miss a lot, Hilda, and that had a lot of library too. So. That is a cooler librarian, and that's. I know, I love the librarian here. I just love the Hilda librarian. I mean, I I miss- Hilda's a Hilda's a good comparison to Summer Gave Out in terms of like the the comfiness watching. Yeah. Movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the pretty colors, good background colors. Well, I do feel yeah. Hilda sometimes can give a little more deeper, a little more like emotional stuff here. Well, yeah, I think this so. show's a little more so. comical. Yeah. Uh, I, I, summer camp, in terms of colors in summer camp, it seems specifically hued in a, I don't know, more sepia tone. Like it seems like it has a, fil- like a slight filter and purple, over it. Purples and blues a lot, or like yeah. yellows and oranges. It's it like just that generally spectrum. looks different, I think, than most other yeah. shows. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is very distinctive. Um, yeah, Hedgehog. I mean, I think, I think there's a lot of good stuff with Hedgehog. I love getting to the werewolf stuff again. Um, I think uh, we briefly resolved the Max Crush thing, which I didn't remember happened. Um, yeah, you didn't remember that? <laughs> wow. I remember a lot of things, Dylan. Um, it's been 11 months since the last season. Well, did, a long time. Did Susie so catch a spell, like a memory erase spell on you or something? Uh, maybe that's what happened. That's true. <laughs> yeah. and, and then at the end, Hedgehog's mom, you're, we see uh, the type of like very bad pressuring for success type yeah. parent. Um, and interesting, though, they show Hedgehog's mom, but they went out of his way not to show her dad's face when in his only appearance. So Yeah, I remember we got into his dad, but I don't remember a lot from that. But um, it's yeah, I think I think I feel like this uh, the fact that she had so much pressures and, and seeing the backstory of the previous things with Oscar and Hedgehog, it, I think it like really uh, explains why Oscar is such an appealing friend to Hedgehog. Um, kind of yeah. the opposite of what she has going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. 
I think that was really strong, seeing all the flashbacks throughout their time um, at the Lifetime scene, and then you see Oscar's effect on Hedgehog. And by the way, I briefly mentioned, uh, we, we talked, we said it's a therapy shark, but how many times this podcast we say, oh, it'd be, haha, it'd be really, it'd be ideal if all these characters went to yeah. therapy. <laughs> I know, yeah. Hey, a character, the main character show went to therapy, and this this happens in this episode. It's like and shark therapy. And it helped therapy. him find and his role in the universe. It's great. <laughs> the show actually has therapy. I mean, it's a shark uh, that, I don't even know if he's a licensed therapist, I don't know if that's uh he's a magic object. Yeah, he's licensed he's licensed for the island. Island logic that he's licensed, <laughs> probably. It'd be nice if there's therapy goggles in real life, right? That help mm. you clearly see. Yeah, <laughs> I wish see your true potential. Just seeing your repressed memories. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I got that, it's, it's just compared to how many times we're like, oh, everyone in Shira needs to go to therapy. Hey, they went to therapy at the show, right? Like, uh, very notable. Any oh. other any other headshot comments? Uh I, I think I mean there's a yes. lot going on with that. Oh yes. the, her podcast, I, uh, like her podcast. Her, I, I, don't, I guess that's what that is. Uh, her radio yeah, her show. science podcast. Well, yeah, they say podcast, but it's really a radio thing. But still, I don't think they we say should. Podcast, we always but... should mention shows that do podcasts because that's what we're doing. Like, yeah, I don't their, think they say it, the word podcast. I think it's a radio show. I think it's yeah, maybe. But, but in any case, Dylan, how do you feel about the struggle of wanting to reach a wider audience, but that oh, meaning you have yeah. to expand beyond your uh, niche? Very yeah. relatable. Very relatable. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's, that's a good point. Michelle, what was your, what was your headshot comments? I... So I've been thinking a bit about Oscar and Hedgehog's relationship, and I feel like part of what's so nice about it is... like her. In the kind of memory flashback, what she says when they're both like in the playpen playing together, what Hedgehog's mom says is like, um, she's skewing kind of arty, like Yale drama arty. Like, I'm going to try to correct that now, which like implies that Hedgehog initially was like a very creative person. And that's something that she might have leaned into without interference from her parents, pushing her in a different, more practical mm-hmm direction which might be why she gets along so well with oscar because he really allows her to tap into that side of herself that normally it's not as easy when she's around her parents all the time and so that's what she gets from oscar a lot it also like unconditional support but what oscar gets from hedgehog is equally valid because she helps him navigate like his immense anxiety to do lots of normal things in the world like she gets him to try to figure out how to like return the video cassette there's been episodes about how it's like oscar you don't know what to do without me like maybe you we should like take some time to do something apart and we'll see how you do like can you order a pizza on the phone without me like even that was hard for him so i feel like she's pushing him to be more independent Mm -hmm. and to take on a little more responsibility which is like what she brings to the table for him so i do think like they're both helping each other out in really sustainable practical like healthy ways and it is like more balanced than it might appear you know yeah, I think those are great points. And I think the last episode gets into really well how they're, and the season as a whole is how they balance yeah. each other and how great their friendship is. I think the season really sells you on that. Um, Su- Susie, we've talked a lot about uh, uh, Susie already, but I think two specific points with Susie we want to highlight that we haven't gotten into too much. I think the episode 14 with the Time Babies, Ramona, and the fact that they were uh, like best friends before. By the way, Susie, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if we explicitly said it before, but 400 years old. Um, yeah, Susie she and says everyone it else. now. Yeah, yeah, so there you go. I, and I wanted to say, Hedgehog, it's not exactly a peer group, uh, her and these 400-year-olds. So, uh, I know, right? With the, with the witch's coven. Yeah. So it's nice, but I think it's a higher time with Oscar and everyone is valuable, yeah. too. 
Um, but yeah, the, the remote, the Ramona stuff, I think was pretty emotional seeing uh, them before and how distant they are now. Yeah. I feel like that's honestly one of the biggest plot things. Like, and that must Ram- Ramona's, have been. When you see Ramona, it's like, here's plot kind of. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. weird, right? Cause there's like this it's- witch hierarchy on the island because like you have Susie who seems to be control of all the day to day, but then she still defers to Ramona. And, and so what does that mean? Is Ramona older than her? Like It seems like they're the, the same age because they're in the same class. The yeah. Well, yeah. What? Like there's a lot of questions there. I feel like that's like their bond somehow is very related to all the witch plot that's been yeah. going on too. But, but their relationship for me is reminds me of this. It's it's the Stan and Ford pretty much. Only they're not like siblings. It's mm. pretty much that same like distance and probably the ending the series Gravity about Falls. them fixing their relationship. Yeah, from gravity. Yeah, I like that comparison. A lot of interesting Gravity Falls comparisons. Yeah, um, yeah. I, th- I think I, I, I agree. My general conclusion is I want to get more into the Susie and Ramon, and I, and I totally could see this being like the backbone of everything that's kind of going on. And yeah, why did Ramon outrank and was able to order Susie around? Was it just mutual I respect, know. or is it some actual hierarchy? You know, like uh, how, how did and Ramona? Why is she? Do, do we remember why she's stuck in time? Like why she's staying there? No, this- we. we- we don't know that. We don't know why they stopped being friends, but we do yeah. know Ramona. Ramona still seems to want to be friends. That's the and big thing Su- we learn is Ramona Susie wants to be friends just, with Susie. Susie pushes her away, but then seems to regret that at the same time, she seems to have very mixed feelings because Ramona is still seemingly important to her. So it's like, what is that whole mess going on? And will that ever be resolved? Susie is very emotionally repressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she's had 400 I, years to do it. Like, she's a master now. You'd hope that 400 years would help you be uh, more in tune with, with yourself. But, uh, <laughs> Not necessarily. Some, sometimes it doesn't work. I think that's why Oscar and her are a good pairing. Oscar is, like, the most emotionally uh, freeing person, I feel like, in his Maybe match. that's why yeah. she dislikes him, because, like, he reminds her of her, but it, things she doesn't yeah. have. Yeah. Worked out it'd, life. Be good, yeah. it'd be good for her if they hung out more, though, I think. But she did like Unicorn Oscar. I mean, when she told <laughs> the Unicorn. so, like, easy to <laughs> To boss around I, oh my god that's the best episode honestly <laughs> i think what i'm hearing from this michelle is you need to watch my little pony if you liked that unicorn episode. no i just love that it's yeah. <laughs> well not the new one not the new one this new series is crap so i didn't know there's a new one okay the other thing with Susie, i mentioned it betsy and Susie, episode 19 uh, they have the most dramatic moments of them. The Betsy reveals to Susie, mm-hmm. uh, that her secret, and then they like, they hold hands as in just in some of like the most, um, differently striking cinematography, I feel like in the show is that scene is just like how like kind of dramatic it is compared to the rest of the show. And then at then they hug. Um, I am reading romance with Betsy and mm-hmm. Susie. What about you guys? I, I wish guess. I could say things, but I can't. I'm not sure. Oh. The thing still gets in the way. Yeah, it makes me excited. Perhaps, it's, perhaps there's an age difference, a huge age difference. That's the, the thing is, they're in the same I mean, that's 400-year-old true. magic class. Wait, I don't hang know. Hang on. We know Susie's age. We don't know any of the other witches' ages. Yeah. yeah I it mean, could we be know hundreds Susie's, of years I, I'm, like, I'm saying point A, Susie's 400. Point B, they're in the same class. So I'm saying, yeah. like, ergo, they're the same age, but it might not be true. We have very little information, you know? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I didn't even know. Th- I was kind of like, oh, should I be shipping Betsy and Hedgehog? I know she's a little older, but apparently they're yeah. ancient, so no. Uh, but, uh, they're, they're, yeah. Betsy and Susie, I don't know. I don't remember this being the I'm, ship, but now well, this is I, like the ship. Well, this Alice, is the yeah, ship. Alice had more time with, I think, Susie in the first season, and now Betsy's having a little more time with Susie. It's like an equal opportunity, which bonding thing. 
I've always sensed romance, like between um, Susie and Bestie, since that, at least from Susie's perspective, since we found out what Susie did to Bestie's boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, you brought that up. Uh, remind, <laughs> is it just generally Susie scared off the boyfriend or something? Yeah, is that what happened. The okay. ghost. He was a ghost, and I guess like. It was like at the very end of the episode, but Susie essentially was, Susie, Susie, Susie like wiped his memory or wiped Betsy's memory, one of the two, maybe both, honestly, so that <laughs> they wouldn't be together. Because like, I guess like um, Betsy had been like arguing with him a lot or like she, Susie just didn't like their relationship uh, dynamic. She, I, I remember she said some some comment of at the end that really made me think that Susie definitely likes Betsy and in terms of like. Ah, you're better off without him or something. I don't or know. like maybe she just thought he sucked as a ghost. Yeah. Could have just been that. <laughs> the scene with that in this this scene though, there's just so charged between them. I don't know. So dramatic. So so many emotions. Well, also like it's just such a classic trip of love coming. It from is, right? Yeah. And conquering prejudices a and- person again. So and secrets revealed to your, yeah, your I, person. I did like the line exchange where Betsy says, like, I like, yeah, you know one side of me and this is another side. And Susie does say pretty like genuinely earnestly, like, I, I could learn to like like yes. more sides of you. Yes. Like that's that is the most gentle we've seen Susie be in a while with anyone. I will agree with that. And I think Betsy, when she's a werewolf, I think she has a very different personality. She's a little more outgoing, a little more assertive than she is normally. Yeah, so, assertive to, to, to <laughs> love for Susie. These are more mischievous too. I think really, she's, really, really stretching there. Huh? <laughs> she's she's also, also werewolf Betsy is a little more mischief, mischief like, like. Yeah. More like Prince Dog was too, uh, yeah. to a certain extent. Um, yeah. yeah, no. So this is okay. I don't know which is the main ship now. Is if it's Susie and Betsy or if it's uh, Oscar and Max? Uh, but Oscar and Max is less canonical, <laughs> I would say. So yeah. we'll go with this That's one. Important. Yeah, like if if you made me choose between the two, I think I'd leave. Why would you Susie. choose all of the above? Okay, all of the above. <laughs> well, you know, can, can some one? friendships be friendships? <laughs> Oscar and Hedgehog. That's the friendship. Oscar and Hedgehog. All, uh, only great. gay romance. God, we're, Speaking we're, of, okay, I want to highlight the seasons. I would say the show is not has no like uh, explicitly gay couples, but I think there's Are a ton. Oh, except for so a- a- Ava and Blanche. Okay, so here's I want to highlight Barry, the show's kind of very gay. Which one? Harry and Barry. He asked him oh, like, yeah, "Will yeah. you be?" Okay, my well, okay. Let's let's go through all these examples. I would say, um, I, I mean, no, like main couples. Like the show's casual kind of queerness because there's really a lot of them this season. Of like these kind of minor characters in these moments. We mentioned the big ones, but um I, I feel like Ava and Blanche was of the minor ones was the most explicit. They like these these monsters. Together. That's true. Oh my god, I didn't even pick up on that. Episode just, two. No, yeah. that's all I was thinking about well, episode two. They have a house together, it's true. Yeah. I'm trying to remember who is Ava and Blanche? They're uh, monsters. I, the monsters Ava's are the, Ava's oh, the one who was playing the violin. The, yeah, the, the violin. Oh, and oh, Blanche is the Ava's one that's like like pants or something. Blanche I don't is like know. brown, I think. A brown she, yeah, monster with brown, glasses yeah. or something. Yeah. 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 yeah, and she does say something like I'd do anything to see her that happy yeah. again. Yeah. No, no, I think they're oh I think God. they're like actually together. In I think yeah. they're yeah, they own that house. They co own that house and they have a mortgage and oh my god, that's so cool. That was like that was like genuinely my interpretation Yeah, I agree. I totally ship that. Yeah. Okay. I realize. The, Thank you, Dylan. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> the gayness of the show. Yeah, I mean, the other, obviously, the big one. Uh, other than that, is, uh, is King and Puddle because they actually get. Right. Uh, they get yeah, they though get I do think though sometimes they have that gem type of thing, like loophole that some people go against in terms of. I'm pretty right. sure they're, they're, they're one they're gender all, only. I, 
Yeah, all the aliens are kind of non-binary or male. It's unclear, I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, just just the the the, the pure, I mean, the, it's been established since Feeling Spacey, but and, kind of this like non-binary uh, alien love. And the, the, there, there's metal. there's the bonus of it being so focused on astrology. <laughs> Like I know that. that's such a gay thing to focus yeah. on. Though. <laughs> I think episode ten can be seen as a scathing condemnation of astrology in the end. Astrology <laughs> are real, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm sorry, and I'm Harry and Barry. When I first saw Barry them, and Barry, yeah, yeah. It's first character thing I think about came to mind is the guys Nick Army and Jeff from OKKO. Yes! I remember, remember that podcast. I shipped them immediately, and you guys were like, mm, "I don't know who are they." I'm like, "Yeah, they're they're a couple. I'm pretty sure." And and then it was Ken. I was right. So yeah, we'll see if Harry and Barry are back. But in that episode, it's like, "Oh, they're both. They're, Barb's going to choose between them." Then they end up together at the end. There you go. I know. Was, and so at good. the end, they're all friends. No hard feelings. So I'm glad okay, about yeah, that. Too. Yeah, but, it's know. very amiable because she already turned them both down. So there really was no hard feelings. And I'm and one of them was Wallace and Sean, and I'm sorry, I, mm-hmm. I I can never tell Wallace Wallace and Sean and Patron Osborne's Osborne voices. Oswald? Yeah, um, they sound so I similar. I think Wallace Sean sounds very distinctive. I've noticed uh, Bobby Moynihan voiced like ten characters this season. Yes, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. And, and Wallace Sean popped up in other stuff in this season too. Like uh, everyone <laughs> voices multiple characters, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, my my highlight uh, voice acting was uh, seeing which episode Holly Hawk was the was in the um the one that's named after the person but Odd uh, Jobs Odd Jobs yeah that's Holly Hawk so oh, I know oh, yeah okay. Odd Jobs Odd Jobs it's so good the Parnan yeah yeah the Parnan yeah I love her voice I think that was really cool no wonder I loved her so much yeah she's a good voice. We already moved past her, but Julia Pot as Susie, you know, like her voice, she has just such a perfect voice for it. (laughs) Uh, Joining the ranks of showrunners who do voices for popular characters Mm -hmm. on their shows. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think it's a significant role uh, compared to some, but it's like more of like a Rick and Morty main voice to a certain extent. Um, uh, Toby McGuire's saxophone. Toby McGuire saxophone. Okay, there's a lot of big names on this. Uh, Elijah, Elijah Wood. Wood. Elijah, yeah. Elijah, Elijah, Elijah Wood is a big name. Elijah Wood, Toby McGuire get them mixed up. Is Summer Camp Island an Animal Crossing island? Now that you mention Elijah Wood, is that what's going a on? Magic here? one, maybe. Is a magic Animal Crossing island. Uh, I gotta dive into this. Susie one. is like a Tom Nook. In yeah, that. Susie's definitely. Oh my god, don't go there. Leave definitely. She's a real predatory. In lender. Animal Crossing, they're animals, and in this show, they're animals. Michelle, they're all animals. No, no, oh, yeah. Same thing. No one pays rent on Summer Camp Island. It's because it's. I mean, someone probably pays rent. Does the, Susie the, pay rent? The, the, the parents pay the rent. rent. They the parents pay the fee. Yeah. yeah okay. Maybe that. Maybe <laughs> someone that. have a pet goldfish in this series? I'm pretty sure someone had like a pet goldfish, or am I just just thinking was just in my head uh, something that didn't happen? The show's animal. Um, <laughs> and then la- I, I, last thing, I, I, I think we've compared this in the past to Adventure Time in how it, I mean, obviously a lot of the crew is from Adventure Time, um, but like how it kind of rotates yeah. through all its different mythology elements, kind of like an Adventure Time thing does. I, I felt that way this season. I felt like we, we have 
Yeti episodes. We got the werewolves at the end. We have Barb. I didn't get much into other elves, but a lot of monster episodes. There's an alien episode. Hartford, I think, is kind of like one of those elements now. Like sometimes we just feel like it's Hartford. And then like Ramona and Susie. I feel like that's kind of the bubbling, like the most significant kind of one that pops up plot wise. Yeah. Um, Oh my God. What about that? We haven't talked about what they were. Ramona and Susie romantically. Yeah. I mean, love love triangle. Love triangle. Most like emotional, like. Like a painful yearning going on, at least, right? Yeah. From mm-hmm. Ramona's side, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have history. It got okay. them. I, I'm in my board for the Ramona, Susie, <laughs> Betsy. <lesson. laughs> yeah, is, is, isn't Susie <laughs> Betsy the Bubbleine since like, Susie actually turns into a, a bat? Yeah. I mean, well, that wasn't like a her. thing until just now. So I'm on, I'm on board yeah. moving forward as that's the bubbly. Maybe mm-hmm. two bubblings. That's why. The, the, how do you make Adventure Time better? Two bubblings in the same Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So, Alex, did you, did you, did you get Adventure Time vibes this season? Um, well, in the sense that we're like going back to old, like the the thing I associate with Adventure Time is like you introduce a character in one season, you don't come back to them until the next season for an episode, and then you come back to them again in season three, and like so, so like in that sense, I I, I can well, see. It. Like, what? Although I do feel like the the monsters get less of a focus this season than they did in season one, but maybe that's they're, just, they're also they're also just kind of there all the time too. Yeah, so maybe maybe, maybe it's more specific. that, but like at, at this point they've become like background characters, yeah. so like it it doesn't feel as impactful when, when we get to them. But but you know, like I like I like check, checking in with the with with them every once in a while. So in that sense, yeah, like we gotta stay episodic, and I think that's a. That's a part of that that we are able to like visit old characters like once a season and it'll feel fresh. It yeah, it's not like Adventure Time in terms of so far it's com- focused completely on Hosker and Hedgehog and maybe a little Susie. It's not like these supporting characters not really gotten that much like being like the main characters. We, in an we do switch perspectives, perspectives in Adventure Time, yeah. Um, which you mentioned, Steve, that maybe the show is maybe moving to that a little bit. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um, St- Steve, I, I want to give you a minute on anything on Lucy or big Lucy stand, right? Yeah. Um, well, so I'm we'll... just, well, I'm just saying that, um, first of all, I think Lucy is kind of the new Max this season in terms of, she kind of is like the, uh, Ooh. character of the, yeah. of the campers that got the most focus so far. Yeah, I agree with that. She, and, she was yeah. the most prominent of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I do feel that she does. Did she likes Oscar? I think maybe has a crush on him. That's that's why she's always so harsh on him a little bit more. Mm. And we mm. and lastly to remind you, they in the future they do kiss at some point in the future when they're teenagers. <laughs> if you remember the finale, like, I don't. Quentin. Remember that. I, don't they do that in Midnight Quins? Oh, in Midnight Quins. All oh. the flashbacks and forwards of his Forward, life. Yeah, and it's pretty. Uh, yeah, when they're no. teenagers. I don't, li- I don't like that. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. Oh, no. Yeah, it, it, it ruins your shit. <laughs> but Oscar okay. reacted to that, so I don't know. We don't know how Oscar feels about that. But um, yeah, it's it's not forever. He could date Lucy and, and meet a nice man later and, in life. Yeah, and she uh, <laughs> and the fact also the fact that she's like a rich girl from New York. So and I'm with, I'm from New York, so that's kind of something that tugs to me, but. The thing is, I say like Black Health Max had was like the uh, got a lot of focus, and now Lucy did. Now I'm hoping perhaps next will be maybe Alexa's turn. Alexa, <laughs> do you really even know who Alexa is? I bet you. How many of you guys know? Yeah, who she's Alexa the is? she's the lizard. She's she, the lizard she's girl. The, she's supposed she's the girl Max is my like she's in the friend group kind of yeah, yeah. kind of, yeah. <laughs> 
but there's not uh-huh. a lot. And Pepper, Pepper was in the past the bigger Pepper. film. Pepper's the Bobby of this show, right? That's that's what I would say. <laughs> not, I, not I, as Pepper <laughs> is like more maniacal <laughs> than Bobby. Bobby's pure, and Pepper's got a dark side because he lied about his blanket getting stolen. Yeah, yeah. Did but Pepper got, do anything? They got that secret society of ticklers. Oh, the tickling, yeah, yeah. It's, he's the got he's got thing. stuff going on that's like kind of sketchy. Yeah. Oh, I don't oh, know. Oh, he's more like the onion. Of the show. Yeah, he's like the onion. That's so true. The onion. <laughs> don't don't say that. No. Uh, um, uh, wait, wait, wait. If we get back to Lucy, second, I just remembered um the one episode she did get focus on. We saw like her, her being homesick. We saw the person that helping her through it was Susie, which shows that once again, Susie deep down she cares. She just doesn't want to admit it. To be fair, yeah. that's also because she's getting pampered for it. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> Susie, yeah, I, I, I do think Susie, uh, going back to the beginning, is a Sundre, but she's very soon side of the Sundre. Very, <laughs> she's uh, very soon side. Very soon soon, Susie. Uh, there, there is a Lucy line I wrote down. Uh, being from New York is like being in a secret society, which is like, is I, I, need, I, I, well, I need to like unfold that. Because what does that oh. mean? <laughs> Oh, where is the summer camp island? Is it on a state or is it a separate thing? It's is on it... an island, Dylan. It's uh, yeah, on but an there's island. states that can have islands. Well, states the thing is, we, we we now have Lucy being from New York. We have the, no, it's uh, definitely Susie... like Connecticut or something. Yeah, we have it's Susie like reading there. a newspaper yeah. from New Jersey. So like, it <laughs> must be somewhere in the tri-state area. I feel like, mm-hmm. or perhaps I, Pennsylvania. For some reason, in my mind, it's Connecticut. I don't remember if that's canon or not. I assume not. Mm-hmm. But, uh... <laughs> so so I. For some reason, I think it's Staten Island, perhaps. No, no. R- r- <laughs> rich parents sending their kids to summer camp on an island is very Connecticut. <laughs> or Rhode Island. <laughs> that's, that's my headcanon. Okay, qu- last thing. Quickly through uh, stuff from episodes we haven't mentioned. Oh, yeah. Hartford. I highlight uh, Hartford. Hartford. Yeah. Hartford is the capital of Connecticut in real life. So, like. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why I think that. Okay, there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, vampire, th- episode 13, Vampires episode. Um, I really like that episode. I really like that Oscar's afraid of the 20 year old uh, clerk uh, worker. He has facial hair. Yeah. <laughs> and the Hedgehog has like a song in that episode. Um, I think that's a fun episode with mm. vampires. Uh, you had kids like five years ago be like, what a store that you can get like DVDs from? Oh, like, I mean, yeah, I think that's that. already very outdated. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I think I, the Mulco- the Mulcord episode was very good. Um, it doesn't really have anything to do. I don't know how much notable stuff there was, but I think that's uh, a lot of the it's all underground, on interesting designs. Yeah. I think it is fun. Um, the bit oh yeah, episode four you get a uh, they they make the, the burrito blanket. Um, yeah, that's a towel. I can't believe you just said burrito blanket, Dylan. This is the towel. It's called tortilla towel episode. That was the big Alexa episode. Oh, there you go. Yeah, what? We did mention it. Tortilla towel. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the blanket. What about burrito blanket? Consider that in a rebranding. There you go. I didn't even think of that. I think Alien had a good use of aliens, I think, in that episode, too. Um, what other oh, ones haven't we talked about? Has Susie ever been in one of those alien episodes? It seems that those are the, always the episode that Susie's completely absent in. Is episode when we see King and Puddle like get involved. They're never in the same. She was in that episode. She's the one that got them to deliver everything on time. Oh, right, so she, yeah, that was that was a right at the end. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, but this so season, this season, yeah, she's seen. wrapping them in all of the delivery. She's like. Enchilada, burrito, taco, yeah. just going yeah. down the line. Uh, yeah. Again, no, but they will just move the stars. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
we'll just move the stars. Yeah, I don't. I don't think she's in that. Or maybe, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't yeah. think she was in that. Uh, the catacombs uh, with the, so that's our saxophone episode. Um, yeah, is she going to talk forever? Like, is that going to be like Lucy's thing? big in that episode? Um, the uh, the later pile. I think we mentioned that one. Um, Mm-hmm. With the, the yeah, with Oscar, Oscar, not sorry. Oh, that, oh, that that's the vampire one. That's the vampire. Yeah, one. it's the vampire yeah. one. And I think other than that, we hit on most things. Very mm-hmm. odd jobs, tumble dry, um, oh. podcast. It, it it is a podcast. They say in the episode, it's a what? podcast. It's that's like what the description says. Description. I feel like they don't. I don't think they say podcast in episode. I feel like it's bold. I feel like it really is a radio show, but they're treating it like a podcast. It's a little yeah. confusing. I think you. I think the people who do an episode descriptions call it podcast. Right. I think it's not. Yeah. I think it's not that. In the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Misleading descriptions. Classic. Okay. Uh, uh, oh, jobs just like uh, briefly. Like uh, I think that one had some of the more fun animation stuff going on. Like uh, for example, like uh, odd jobs faces when the lights are flickering on and off, or them like uh, going surfing on the conveyor belts. It just felt like that one. They had a bit more fun with with the with the. <laughs> structure otherwise like it, it's very consistent this show in terms of its style but like odd jobs felt like a little different and i like mm-hmm. that yeah i think that episode stood out to me also it's like with snowing during that i guess that happens and mm-hmm. sweater, sweater breakfast and uh the uh, the umps they have a whole newspaper thing going on i love how they call or, it the post umps. office post office yeah the ma- mail service yeah. yeah 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 i don't know why uh just like video stores, does that still exist? Like I think, it, right? It's it's a Magic Island, but they're they're very antiquated with some of these. Uh, and <laughs> I'm, they could get, I'm still get wondering what quicker. year this show takes place in because it seems like very '90s at least. Yeah, uh, unclear. Also, it's not our world, right? Yeah. So yeah. How would that factor in? Okay, Steve. What else? What did, last things we didn't talk about? You want to mention? Hmm. I think we talked about everything I wanted to talk about. Um, mentioned. Let me look at my outline here. We said here. Um. Oh, I guess we talk about the perspective. So hopefully, other characters would would get yeah. like get some time to shine. We talk yeah, about we'll talk Mildred. About so I'm all done. I'm cool. <laughs> okay, we covered it. All of Steve's yeah. thoughts. Michelle, any other thoughts you have? Um. So in 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 the wedding episode, we'll just move the stars. <laughs> I thought it did a really good job of kind of like obviously we know it's talking about gay marriage like that's the whole (laughs) plot of the episode i feel like they struck this really nice balance where there's like this arbitrary reason why they can't be together and characters keep saying like well that's silly like they're in love like they just everyone knows they should be together why can't they just do it in a way that binds them through law and initially they decide to just like have a sort of fake wedding on a separate planet that at least like means something significant to them if they're not allowed to do it legally. And I I love that like that's like the first step, but then the show like doesn't even like they're like, no, 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 like we're not <laughs> this isn't enough. And they do end up pretty much dismantling the whole system and then the, the trees like reorganize and love becomes the most defining factor of like if you're allowed to get married legally or not. And I really like that because it's like, yeah, it's it's one thing to like find validation your own way, but it's also good to push for like systematic change in a way that's like more tangible and will probably affect way more people in the future. So I just I think they handled it really well, just kind of jumping from one to the other, you know, some deep stuff. 
Michelle. I have two. Um, I have two other things. There, there are two quotes well, that I also uh, love. <laughs> oh. I, I, I just want to like comment on that. Like the part mm-hmm. where they're like, uh, uh, um, they like pick up a piece of dirt from the planet they're on. It's like, well, as long as we're like standing on on this, that means that we're married together. Like it, it did, yeah. it did make me think a little bit. Like you have to get married in a different state, but like as long mm-hmm. as you're married somewhere, oh, that's like, what that I was thinking about. So like I I, I I agree that that metaphor comes off very strongly in, in that episode. It comes off you. really well. Yeah. 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 It's the, the equivalent of the Shira coming out metaphor episode, kind of. Um, I, I see the aliens a lot as gender. So talking about gender stuff, so I, I I definitely see the the heaviness of the gay marriage stuff, but I think it's also like kind of based in in gender, um, and what they're getting into. Um, but yeah, I want to rewatch. I want to watch Feeling Spacey and then that one uh, again. <laughs> thinking about it along these lenses. What were the other quotes you were going to get to? Yeah, Yeah, so the other thing is that this show is, like, very, very funny. I think all the shows we watch are pretty funny in their own way, and they all have different kinds of humor. But the the kind of word play they do in this show in particular, I think, is very wonderful. Two that stuck out to me, when Susie is teaching, uh, she's, like, making her clean the tree, so she learns magic, but she's not explaining that that's what's actually happening. Hedgehog has this line where she's like, I'm trying to be a witch, not a forest janitor. And like, I thought that was amazing. Um, and when Pajamas is handling the tortilla towel um, customer service on the phone, there's a part where someone's like yelling at her on the phone. She's like, speak to the management. Maybe you should speak to anger management. <laughs> and it's just like coming out of her like t- tiny child voice. It's just so good. So props to the show for having like consistently good like lines like that. It's all over the season and it's it's really, really funny every time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Pretty funny throughout. Alex, I'm not sure if that's in if it, this is in the same vein, but in that uh, the 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 time the fuzzy time babies episode, there's something about hey, we need to do some crop dusting. And Oscar's like, but I thought that yeah. part of tooting while walking. It's like, well, and then they Pretty like do the whole visual of the of the plane farting while it's doing it. So well, I like, do highlight the fart joke. No, it's it's it, a well, it's a, ra- it's a yeah. rare well done fart joke because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's using word play along with it. I, it's I not- feel like you've said that once before what the, what's yeah. the previous fart joke it, it might, I, I don't know maybe Rick and Morty or something but like uh, <laughs> as the, the point is like you can do a fart joke well but the fart itself cannot be the main point of the joke there needs to be something on top of it that okay. uses the fart as the joke as, as part of the joke and I think that this doesn't so Summer Camp Island good job you did it that's your main main summary of the, of the show. <laughs> if you're good at fart jokes that means you're a funny show there you okay, go <laughs> that's fair that's fair if you can make that work you can make anything work yeah there you go summer camp island season two let us know what you thought overlyanimated.com youtube.com slash overlyanimated on our discord at overlyanimated.com slash discord is the summer camp channel talk about it there we are excited whenever the show drops more episodes on hbo max we have no idea when yet hopefully not another 11 months i just realized hbo max is a character called max on this show yeah it's one of the (laughs) one of the people from the show did promo art at hbo and then max is saying max oh that's cute Uh, weirdly like at the beginning like the Ted story shows a Matt's original I'm just like where's HBO but you know. Max made it it's canon yeah it's just, just it's original from Max I think I, I think it's canon that it shows a favorite fever dream of Max's now there's going to be a Max spinoff believe me there, there's, HBO Max will make sure there is yeah, Max and, is really not that exciting of a character, but that's okay <laughs> well, <laughs> 
he like works at a video store, so maybe it's like a be kind rewind situation where he's like be creating these movies. Oh, like no. <laughs> Do you have bad memories of that movie. I, just, I didn't expect to hear that. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Um. Yeah. There, Max. Uh. No. No more Max thoughts. Okay. But uh. Any other? Any non Max? I mean, Oscar Max. You can give us Oscar Max thoughts. That's the most uh, acceptable type of Max thoughts to yeah. me. Um. All those. <laughs> tell us any of those. Uh. And consider supporting us via Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/OverlyAnimated. Thanks to our current patrons, especially our patron podcast to Bob. And thanks as always to our patron executive producers Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, Hugh, Michael, Needle, and Phonician. Um. Yep. Check out uh, other shows like summer camp island we talk about like craig of the creek and more at overly animated.com we'll be back whenever there's more summer camp island perhaps yeah i don't know if they only make 20 a year if they've been airing them very slow Um, i assume airing them very slow and there's more but uh hopefully you're you're only allowed to air them in the summers (laughs) right so let's get some august episodes going if we're gonna do that yeah yeah Yeah. please not july because july is gonna be very busy it looks like i'll take i'll take any time summer camp Okay, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.